Dakotans, welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello, welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. I am your host, Daryl Root. Thank you for turning in once again. You can support this show and help keep it going by visiting dakotarustler.org and clicking on the donation link. As our bell will tell you during the advertisement break, this helps you to pay for the or this helps to pay for the podcast hosting site, the Dakota Rustler website, research, and so much more. My main topic today is a semiconductor update but as my regular listeners know the tidbit section of the program comes first this is nothing more than a few personal comments on news clips that i've rustled on up and where i make a few comments on them so number one new york defies scotus The Supreme Court recently ruled that the Second Amendment guarantees the right to conceal carry in public, but allows states to determine what sensitive areas are, since SCOTUS also allowed that exception. So in effect, nothing has really changed at all, in my opinion. The Supreme Court has left gun owners down, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Why? Well, let's look at New York. After the decision came out, New York passed a bill that lists the following as sensitive places. Sit down because this is going to take a while. Let's go. Government buildings, medical facilities, places of worship, libraries, playgrounds, parks, zoos, schools, colleges, summer camps, addiction support centers, homeless shelters, nursing homes, public transit, alcohol establishments, museums, theaters, stadiums, arenas, polling places, and Times Square, and probably a whole host of others. On top of that, it would be a felony to carry in a private business unless the business posts that weapons are welcome. This is after SCOTUS told states not to apply the label sensitive areas too broadly. So while it will be easier for New Yorkers to get a permit, it will be virtually impossible to exercise it. The end result more money for lawyers at taxpayer expense and more supreme court cases over something quote that shall not be infringed unquote pathetic in my opinion number two biden's offshore drilling plan every day this jackwad tells oil companies to ramp up production we need cheaper gas but what does he do He reveals a five-year plan for offshore development that will include a mere 11 leases at most. All but one will be in the Gulf of Mexico, with the other one being in Alaska. This guy flips more often on his energy policy actions than most people change underwear. Green energy will never meet America's needs, and demand will only increase for energy. All you have to do is look at the pathetic situation on the Mexican border to see that. Let them come by the hundreds of thousands or even millions. Does he think these people won't require any energy sources? Does he think they'll be happy with tents and donkeys? No. They want to come here for a better life, and that 
better life includes energy usage. We need every form of it that is available. Biden is old enough to come from the Stone Age and his policies will return us to the Stone Age. This Neanderthal will have all of us being Neanderthals. Number three, investors are flocking to biotech firms that make women's contraceptive products. Oh my God, I'm right again. I said in my abortion episode that abortion, in the overwhelming majority of cases, was nothing more than a woman escaping responsibility for her own actions, and we're about to see proof of that. Investors are expecting a huge increase in contraception sales. The initial increase investment is up over 500%. That's five times what it was before. This, my dear listeners, is what should have been happening all along. Women taking precautions not to get pregnant in the first place. And men, that includes you too. No method is perfect, I admit that. But hear me out, women of this country and men. In the absolute least, make a man wear a condom or shut him down. I don't have time to discuss all the methods, but use them. 20% of pregnancies in this country ending in abortion is not being responsible. Hindsight is always 2020. Well, how about taking your heads out of your hind ends and look forward? Plan ahead. Ultimately, you're the one who decides who's getting lucky, women. And you're the one who carries the child. If I was the one getting pregnant... Rather than the woman, I'd take every precaution under the sun. Hell, I'd take precautions not to break any bones, and that's only a two-month penalty, if you want to call it that, not 18 years. Number four, the U.S. is sending more surface-to-air missile systems to Ukraine, as well as counter-artillery radars and 150,000 rounds of 155mm ammunition. Got all that? All of it is valued at $820 million, which I might add would pay for a lot of bridge fixes on American roads. That brings total spending on Ukraine to $6.9 billion. Last I saw, Putin was still in power. I said it before, and I'll keep saying it. This is Europe's war. It, at least it should be. It should not be our war. Let Europe defend Ukraine. You know it's just a matter of time until we put boots on the ground there, or at least next door. And with Sweden and Finland joining NATO, or at least on the verge of doing so, you know the U.S. will want to put new military bases there. This will only up the ante. Throw all this in with China and Taiwan issues that could break down, and World War III is not out of the realm of possibilities. Let's keep our troops here, and let's quit funding wars all around the world. You know, I doubt World War III will happen, but hey, I was wrong about Russia invading, too. Number five. Then we have the 50-plus immigrant Texas truck incident. Part of me wants to say, good, let them die. They are attempting to enter this country illegally, which isn't fair to those with enough morals and responsibility, the key word today, to go through the system. Legitimately, at least. Another part of me says, how sad. How much do these truckers make for transporting illegals? Generally speaking, reports say about $1,000 per illegal alien. A truck with 50 people works out to $50,000. It's hard to resist. 
Perhaps if we quit sending money halfway around the world, like the $6.9 billion we have sent to Ukraine, and spent that money on trying to make Mexico and Central America, our neighbors, a better place to live, people wouldn't be so desperate to come here. They wouldn't have to die inside big rigs due to heat strokes. How much would $6.9 billion help Central America? Well, if you exclude Mexico whose citizens made up half of those deaths, the entire Central American GDP is only around $240 billion. $6.9 billion is more than half of one country's GDP. And with that, it's time for a break. Take it away or a bell. I'll be back in 50 seconds. things Dakota Rustler related, please visit dakotarustler.org. The website contains links to media sites, a merchandise store, and a button to donate to the show. Your support helps to pay for expenses of production, as well as research time. Feedback is appreciated, and comments or topic ideas can be sent to the email address listed on the website. Sponsorships are also available if you have a business to promote. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Just a reminder that this podcast can be found on Audible, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, and the video version is on the Telegram app, which requires no more than a telephone number to set up. Today's main topic is semiconductor update, but first, a historical note. The United States once led the world in semiconductor manufacturing capacity. Over the past few decades, however, U.S. companies have increasingly relied on overseas manufacturing of American-designed chips. In 1990, the U.S. and Europe together produced over 75% of semiconductors worldwide. Today, the U.S. and Europe together produce less than 25%, while China is en route to become the world's largest producer by 2030, and perhaps the only one if they ever decide to attack Taiwan. Now, in order to do that, with the U.S., Europe, and Taiwan making up at least 75% of production, because Taiwan does over 50%, China would have to at least double its production. And if they can do that by 2030 without anybody else increasing production, a lot of power is going to China. Major automakers and industry suppliers urge Congress to pass $52 billion in subsidies for U.S. semiconductor production, and to do so quickly. Before I continue, let me add a side note. Here's yet another example of what I call mooing, M-O-O, mooching off others. Why can't one do anything in this country anymore without government assistance? But back to the story. Chief executives from countless car and semiconductor manufacturers have basically begged Congress to do something. One said, we must make the strategic forward-looking investments today Blah, 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 blah. I agree. But the we should be the businesses, not the government who only gets money by stealing it from the taxpayers. We as individuals and businesses have become so pathetic. 
all we want is government help with everything. Be an adult. Do something yourself for once, especially you businesses. You know, invest in invest your own money. If something's worth having, it's worth using your own money, not government money. An executive from Mercedes sees the shortage extending into the 2023 year. Barring a recession, I think he's wrong. I see it going past that. For one, Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither are chip-making facilities. TSMC, who I will mention shortly, who in addition to building facilities was hiring that, or was hiring, well, let me start that again. TSMC, who in addition to building facilities, has hiring that encompasses R&D and process engineers and numerous other positions, according to the company's website. Well, this takes time to fill. Company's plans to, the company plans to focus its recruiting efforts on recent graduates in relevant fields. Yet demand for these workers and their skills is already outpacing supply, and the shortage is likely to increase as more companies, many of them foreign, focus on U.S.-based fabrication plants. And as I like to add, why work when government hands out trillions? we got a lot of people that could be working in these places that aren't simply because government keeps providing handouts to everyone. Let's take a look at some examples. MediaTek, also out of Taiwan, the world's fourth largest chip maker by revenue, plans to create a new center in Indiana in partnership with Purdue University. Where are they going to get the help? Who knows? The problem? They mostly make chips for Android phones and smart speakers, so that chip really won't help the car industry. Indiana will pitch in $1.4 million. In addition, Taiwan's Global Wafers will invest $5 billion in a new wafer facility in Sherman, Texas, which will create up to 1,500 jobs. Construction is scheduled to begin later this year, but are they going to be able to find people willing to take those 1,500 jobs? TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, which I've already mentioned, and is a major Apple Incorporation supplier, as well as the world's largest contract chip maker. Started construction last year on a $12 billion facility in Arizona. So as you can see, these places cost billions to put together. These are three examples of the U.S. encouraging foreign tech firms to build here. Well, that's great, but wouldn't it be even greater if we built our own with U.S. companies building them? These are Taiwan companies. It still doesn't insulate us should China ever decide to invade Taiwan and take over everything. What if China does take over like I just mentioned and tells the U.S. to go F itself? We're still going to be screwed. We need U.S. companies building semiconductors here. Most of these places won't even be online until next year or later. So how's the chip shortage going to end next year? And it will take time to catch up with demand. So I'm thinking it's at least going to be 2024 until everything catches up. Demand continues to increase, and as long as the world has the attitude of shutting the economy down for every little possible pandemic, heaven forbid that happens again, it will last longer than 23, as I said. I think it will go into at least 24. Hopefully, we have learned our lesson, but eh, I doubt it. One of the major reasons for backlogs, or at least I should say another one, beyond a pandemic fiasco, is the switch over to 5G capabilities. 
can't we put 5G on hold or slow it down for now and let's concentrate on the semiconductors we do need? Do we really need to download an entire movie in three seconds as opposed to three minutes? Do we have no patience at all anymore? Why does everything need to be connected with a chip? I've been able to see if I was low on milk supply by opening the refrigerator door and shaking the curtain. I don't need a screen on the door to tell me I need more milk or to order it from a local grocery store via Wi-Fi. Quit digitizing your whole life, everybody. What's wrong with you? When the control Nazis come to arrest you for a behavior they don't approve of, you're going to be the first ones to whine and bitch. But hey, the digital evidence will be against you. If you've listened to my past semiconductor comments, you will recall that I'm all for increasing production as a national and economic security issue. And I have also stated government assistance could and maybe should be a part of it. And I still believe that. However, I didn't mean via subsidies. I meant in the form of providing capital, in the form of loans to American companies, not foreign countries. But hey, let's just outsource everything like we have all the other manufacturing in this country for the last three to four decades. Let's just become a service economy with nothing to service because we produce nothing. In the end, at least for now, Congress is expected to pass some type of legislation in July. So money, excuse me, subsidies should be on their way. Personally, the best thing would be to make the companies start on their own two feet, then help them if they need it. That's what good parents do. At least it's what mine did, and it's what businesses should do. My parents saw that I was making an effort to save money for my first car, hence being responsible, the key word again, which today no one wants to be. And then they helped me out, but only after they saw I was being responsible. But that's not how our socialist-like government works anymore. Just hand it out. Watch the peasants become worthless, and watch your grandchildren despise you for leaving them a hell to live in. There used to be an unwritten checklist in this country for defining responsible adults and businesses. Well, there isn't one today. Why? Because so few would have reason to break out a pencil. Anyway, that's it for for today. Thank you for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe. With that, it's time to call it a podcast. You know the mantra. Question authority, and always be free. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their affiliates. Any unauthorized use of this show is prohibited. Until next time, have a great day, and don't forget to subscribe.